Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. I am Ellie Molina. I am your hostess. I'm an international intuitive. I am a psychic. I'm the author of Children Who Know How to Know and Annabelle and the Domino and the creator of the Psy Kids Academy, a magical place where children and their adults can learn to tap into and access and develop their intuitive abilities and psychic abilities. And just before I introduce our exciting guest for today, um, I do want to briefly share with everyone a little bit of astrology that's coming up. As you know, we had the strawberry full moon last night. And if you were unable to do any ritual, you still have today and tomorrow as the moon has its powers two days before and two days after. Uh, tomorrow is the sun will trine Saturn. And so if you have work to do, this is a great day to set aside some time for a long-term project. Then things stay quiet on Friday, but on Saturday, we have Venus square Saturn. So you may want to get out and socialize. Father's Day on the 19th with Juneteenth. So uh, a day to celebrate and honor everyone. And then on the 21st, uh, this for me, of course, is very exciting as we have the sun entering cancer and we have the summer solstice. So we want to make sure that we get out and play and do rituals and be part of a community and just don't be in isolation on the summer solstice, okay? If you can, get out and do something fun and play and get those dreams and wishes going into fruition. And I am beginning the Alchemist's Workshop 1, 2, and 3. So for more information, email me at ellie at elliemolina.com or find me on Facebook, Instagram, and get your information there or sign up for my newsletter at elliemolina.com. Okay, so I want to welcome everybody who's here with us in the live studio. Welcome, Deb. Welcome, Thomas. And welcome, Samantha and Suzanne. Good morning. Can you, can you hear me? Are we connected? I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, hello, hello. Everybody, I am so excited to introduce to you, and I'm going to read the bio, Suzanne Kingsbury, and you have to go check out her um, website so you can see how, and her Facebook or Instagram, you, I, you want to see how beautiful this woman is both inside and out. Uh, Suzanne is an award-winning, best-selling author whose books have been translated widely abroad and optioned for film. She's the founder of Gateless Writing, a literary arts organization based on creative brain science and ancient Zen, offering writers a sanctuary, a worldwide network, industry know-how, and the resources they need to create writing that moves a crowd. Suzanne has helped many best-selling internationally acclaimed writers build enterprises for their book ideas, sign with top agents, get spotlighted by the nation's most powerful media outlets, and create domain-changing impact in the world with their work. 
Her secret sauce is her ability to move creatives through critical blocks and her intuitive channeling, which divines what the work needs and its highest zenith. She and her writers have appeared on NPR, The Today Show, Good Morning America, The New York Times, In Glamour Magazine, O Magazine, The LA Times, People Magazine, Rolling Stone Magazine, and so much more. Well, welcome, Suzanne. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ellie. Oh my gosh, it's so good to hear all the astrology that's going on right now. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a busy month. Uh, Suzanne, I just want to share with the listeners, um, I met you through a mutual friend who is an international bestselling author right now, um, Emily Pereira, who just hosted a retreat in Costa Rica where I was. And, you know, we did get Emily's trained in your method, and we're going to just talk about so many different things, but we did gateless writing So every day this past week, it was amazing. So before I continue, can you share with the listeners a little bit about your background and a little bit about Gateless, and then we're going to go right into the shamanic work, okay? And all that fun, yummy stuff. Absolutely. Okay, well, first of all, I'm so glad you were down in Costa Rica with M doing Gateless writing. There's no um, better place to practice write your writing than in the paradise of where Emily lives. Exciting <laughs> 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 to hear about. So I started Gateless. Um, I was a novelist and had had a lot of, you know, happy success as a novelist and was working with Scribner and was being optioned for film and translated abroad and everything was going swimmingly. And then I went to graduate school uh, to, for writing. And I had always written and I never needed any training. I mean, I'd you know, done all of this without having any classroom experience really in English except for high school. And I went to graduate school and I got writer's block. And it was very interesting to me that I had writer's block because I realized that it wasn't me per se, right? It's like I'd been writing all along. And mm-hmm. then I get it environment and I suddenly can't write so I started to look at the system that I was Mm -hmm. inside of and what might be happening to my brain in relationship to the system and the system was very critical as most academic systems are most corporate systems you know really you look at any system and it's got as as its base or core it uses criticism Yes. So you were sitting in the rooms and they were breaking down your work, telling you where it wasn't right, what wasn't working, why they didn't like it. And of course, we're going to shut down, except that we're expected to accept it. And we're in fact ex- expected to not only accept it, but grow from it and learn from it. Mm-hmm. But what Brain science says, and this is coming out luckily and serendipitously at the same time that I was in grad school, Stanford, Harvard, the the National Institute of Health, they were all doing creative brain science studies. Like, why aren't people more innovative and what's happening in the brain when we create? And what they found was that if you're criticized, you go into fight or flight. And when you're in fight or flight, you don't have access to 
the imaginative centers in the brain, the innovative centers in the brain, long-term memory, anything that actually is creative and helps you create. So I got out of graduate school. I graduated. It was a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) And I got out of there and I started to really research this. And when you look at the minds of Zen monks, when they're meditating, they have exactly the same, you know, neurotransmitters, so to speak, firing as the, the creative. So mm-hmm. what I did was to recreate this in the brains of writers, and then I would have them write from there. And that's how Gateless started. So it was body work, it was meditation, it was sensory experiences. And this seems very woo-woo, but because it's based in science, writers were willing to give it a try. And then when they started working in this way, that's when they started to have huge success, get book deals, get, you know, their articles were syndicated, they went viral, they were getting media, you know, uh, attention. So, um, yeah, that's how this essentially started. Does that, does that help? Oh, it helps. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that people have benefited from from understanding this right now. Uh, that because most of the listeners that work with me who are here listening know how powerful neuroscience is, and they're not afraid of anything that is considered woo woo. We don't even use that word anymore. That's not one of our vocabulary words. We just know that this all exists and much much more. And I want to share with listeners that it was during the time that I was in Gateless with Suzanne, it was, I believe I entered the program in 20, I'm not sure if it was 2020, going into 2021, um, because those, you know, that COVID time was very much uh, a blur for me. But I do, I was in Suzanne's program and it was that year when I was not just with Suzanne, but with, yes, in gateless writing, that that's where my writing really became so much better. And I was able to get a lot of my book completed. It, it had been sitting around dormant, Suzanne, for years until I got into gateless. And now it's almost complete. I just have to sit down, buckle down, you know, kind of like finish, tidy it up and get it to the editors or somewhere. But it's just been exciting through the work with you and other gateless teachers. So my next question is, can you share a little bit about what you and I spoke about with the shamanic and the psychic work that's involved and what you do also when you work with writers uh, one-on-one, not just in the academy? It's such a good question because it's multi-layered right and one of the reasons Ellie that you're so talented as a writer is that you are so fantastically psychic and so when somebody moves into the fictional they are actually moving into the psychic realm so essentially I believe that when you're writing fiction you're you're passing the veil right and you're able to see into characters and worlds that are actually there that are like sort of parallel to this world and you're inviting them into this realm so that's why books novels will never die because essentially it is the only time that we're able to cross that veil now 
it, you're a writer, so you're also you're you're excuse me, an individual, you know, as a writer. So you're also mixing that other world with your own. You're mixing it with your experiences. You're mixing it with your insights. You're mixing it with you know all the craft that you know. So it's this beautiful confluence that happens when a writer goes into the fictional mind because they're 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 really psychically moving into that other room and they're, they're moving it in this like almost it's almost like making love it's like oh I'm gonna mix these two together all together now and move it onto the page so when people say I'm really blocked I can't write I could never write fiction and things like that it's because there is an overarching culture that conditions us to believe that we do not have access to something other than what we've been told is here. Mm -hmm. So it's spectacular, spectacularly a novel because you're actually looking at the world, not just as this world, but as other parallels to the world coming in and influencing that writer and turning it into a story and getting it onto the page. I love that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, especially in my world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's why it just whenever we read you or you were getting feedback, you know, I think you could see it all, you know, how entranced almost, and I use that word specifically, really, people were with your work, because it's like they went into a different, a different sort of mind space that gives you a break from this world, which we all know can be really tough. You know, that's why during the pandemic, books were still selling. The, the, the book industry didn't have a problem. Publishing wasn't having a problem. They might've been having problems with supply lines because, <laughs> because yeah. everybody wanted to read because it's like, I want to escape out of this and into something else. And the reason that it's so hard for us to sit down and read a book right now is that the conditioning is ramping up. So it's like we're getting conditioned and conditioned and conditioned by um, the social media and by this world that's very immediate. And it's very hard to stop and like, I'm just going to read this book. But Audible helps with that or this idea that I know that this resistance is actually coming from the overarching culture and is not inside of me. So now I'm just going to take five minutes, five minutes turns into an hour and then you, you know, escape from the world and relax the nervous system by reading. So that's really fiction, Ellie. And then there's this whole other thing that happens with memoir, which is really interesting in the shamanic sense. So shamanic work, I mean, shamanic work is, is ancient and it's varied and it's extremely diverse and complex, right? But one part of it is essentially that if trauma happens, if something happens to you and you are so shocked by it and you try to kind of understand what's happening what happens is a little sort of part of the self gets separated from the whole self and it goes into hiding usually the part of the self that wants to speak the truth and is getting shut down or the part of the self that knows that if they told something horrible would happen and then there's a construct that happens there that's called the critic or what I call the guard at the door that keeps that little part safe, right? Mm -hmm. So when we go back and we write memoir 
And we want to go back and write about that trauma. Most memoir is about trauma because something has to happen for the reader's interested. You know, if you just have a lovely life and everything's so mm-hmm. good, but mostly they want to read. I mean, unless there's a grief dump there, you know, like Thich Nhat Hanh, for example, there were, there's, there's parts of his work, right, that everything's sort of bucolic and lovely and he has a great relationship with his mother and everything, but he has wisdom from that on how to live. But the most of memoir, particularly in our culture, is about trauma. So when we write, the spirit of the word goes back in there as you write, goes back into that memory and gets that little part of the self that's in hiding. And it wraps itself around that little part and it says your story matters. Whatever you've been gestating with all these years from that trauma, whatever hurt you have, whatever you've gleaned in terms of wisdom from that experience, we're going to bring it forward onto the page. You don't have to have it in your body anymore because it's going to be on the page. And then other people are going to be able to see your wisdom and strength because they're going to read you or I'm going to read aloud and you're going to hear it. So that part gets freed in memoir. So while memoir is like fun to read and it's great to publish and all of that, there's this other thing that happens that's shamanic when somebody writes memoir. And that's why no matter what, you've got to write it. If it's like knocking on your door, then just write it. Don't worry about publishing. That will come That's a byproduct of great memoir, but you're freeing the self and you're reintegrating parts of the self every time you write memoir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Very, very interesting. Um, can, um, I'm just going to open this up right now. There, we have um, listeners here. And if anybody has a question for Suzanne right now, this would be a perfect time to either call in or just type in because you know you need a headset to call in so if you have a question please feel free to type it into the chat right now and um suzanne or i will even will answer this if that's anybody have a question i'll give you some typing time all right um okay i'll wait and maybe they'll have some questions in the meantime while they'll crop up but i have not but i have some questions for you, Suzanne, and I know that you do shamanic work and that you help writers develop their story or um, help me talk me through this. Okay, that in your shamanic work that you can see the development of the story, is that it? And that you can help the writers, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, put some structure to where they're going. Is that the right, am I, am I phrasing this correctly? Oh, Suzanne, you're muted. You're okay. Now you're unmuted. Okay. Um, So there's a lot to that, right? So what kind of how it started was that I realized that something would happen when I was working one-on-one with a writer. This was back in, 2012. And the the thing that I noticed was that I would kind of go away, meaning Mm. sort of stoic self of Suzanne would sort of take a back seat. 
and I could be inside the writer's vision of where they wanted to go with the work. It was almost like I had no agenda and no um, preconceived notions or judgment about it. I could just kind of be inside of them in their vision. And in that, I could see the way that they needed to move the work in order to get their vision realized. So somebody might come to me and say, I have a memoir. It's about you know, the murder of my mother when I was you know, seven years old. And right away, things would begin to come in, I guess, to the you know, psychic space of how this person wanted to move in order to make this dream realized and like what would happen along the way. Now, this is difficult when you're working as a writing coach, right? Because that's not really why they're coming. They didn't say like, oh, I want to be with a, like a psychic writing coach or, you know, and, and so you have this information from the spirit, what I think is the spirit of the word, so to speak, that, you know, you kind of have to be careful about just letting that information in when you can feel that the person really is ready for it. So I would say, you know, this Suzanne, oh, you just, okay, come back. All right. Can you repeat yourself? Because you got a little muted there. Yeah, it's weird. I think somebody's trying to call me. I don't know. But <laughs> I think people <laughs> <trying to> call me. <laughs> anyway, <Sure>. so, um, <laughs> so essentially, yeah, I would try to just see what the next step was and then that there's step after and the step after. And then I started to find that um, this was working kind of everywhere, right? I mean, you and I experienced this together where I could sit with somebody and they could ask me questions and I could see from this. It's an unconditionally loving channel. It's a channel that sees the ultimate potential in the person in front of me and all the ways that they can make their lives sort of work. And so this, of course, happens in the writing, but it also happens in, in other places as well. But I use it mostly in the writing because it's a, what they call a scribe channel, which I'm sure you know about this, which is that it mostly comes through in the writing. So, you know, you can ask me questions and then I can channel in and write out. They come through in the writing. The channel comes through in the writing. So I can do it with one-on-one -on -one with somebody else, but I can also do it in the writing. Like if you say to me, um, hey, I'm trying to make this big decision about like what house to buy or uh, whether I should be with this guy or, you know what I mean? And then I can kind of do this deep meditation around the questions and then it will come out. I'll write, you know, maybe, I don't know, 10 pages or something. And I'll sort of look at your whole life and figure out where you need to go and what you need to do and why you're here and all of those things. And, and when I say need to do, it's like they usually give like five tributaries. You know, these are places that you could go right now. <laughs> it's not like you have to go in this one direction. But so that's why I say it's complicated. It's kind of layered, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, when I work one-on-one -on -one with someone, but also um, when I work just in the writing. And I, I do that to, for myself every morning. I ask them for guidance and sort of mm -hmm. help me through everything. I mean, I can't even imagine not having that now. 
Oh, that's so awesome. And I will share that I had the experience with Suzanne when I was questioning whether or not to continue, you know, again, the critic, what I, I got to share this. All right. It's kind of a little off topic, but it's still part of the topic. So here I am coming to gateless for the first time. And I really just, what do I write newsletters and a how to, I'm not, I'm not diminishing this. I write my newsletters. I wrote a how to book and then I wrote a children's book. And now I'm in the company of amazing, amazing writers. And as I sit there and listen to this amazing writing, what happened is my inner critic started to rage. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I here? And I heard myself talking. It was like, oh, who is this person? Okay, like I don't have all these insecurities when it comes to doing my work, you know, in the psychic realm or, you know, consulting. Those insecurities, that voice, that chatter is not there. And now as it comes to writing my my book and doing, you know, to, reading what I wrote out loud in front of other people, I just hear, oh, give it up, give it up, stop. What do you, you know, who do you think you are? What are you doing? Run. <laughs> and then I, but I stayed, I continued to stay. And then, you know, we get this lovely feedback that comes, you know, everybody's looking for the beauty, you know, we're looking for, well, what's the word that you use? The What are we looking for? <laughs> use your words on that one. We're looking for, what, I think what, we're looking for the singular strength and the craft inside the person's work so that they can build on that. Right. And so that the feedback then became wonderful and it was encouraging. And then my critic stopped raging, but there was, and then I, I did call you one-on-one -on -one and we had that shaman, we had a shamanic experience or you went into the channel and I just absolutely love it. And can I share a little bit about you speaking in other tongues? Is that, are you comfortable with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all part of it. <laughs> no, it's just a little wild, but yes, of course. Yeah, so um, I had posed a question about my book and the one that I'm still writing. It's <laughs> so like, oh, please be done, you know? So I have a little story about that, just FYI in a minute. So um, I called Suzanne, and I called Suzanne, and then Suzanne started channeling, and then she, Suzanne, you started speaking in other tongues, and it was, it was such a fascinating experience for me, and of course, it helped to keep me writing and to continue working on the book, and so I was deeply appreciative of that session that we had together, and you know, I'm still working on it. <laughs> so. And I have to share a really cute little story. I was talking to my son and I have three sons, but my youngest son is, I'm going to say it. My youngest son is um, the basis for my main character. So it's a fictionalized version of my youngest son. And when I first started working on the book, he was like he was like 11. All right. And then my son asked me last night, he said, are you going to add that? When are you going to add that chapter about the baloney and the hawk? And I said, oh, I'm not, because that was a very young child that was doing that, that 
that task. I said, and now my story is about a 17-year-old, even though he's way older than 17, but now now the, the character has graduated. He's aged. That's how long I've been writing this. He was 11 when I started, and now he's 17. So, um, But I'm going to keep him at, as a main character at 17 right now, so not raising his age. But anyway... Yeah. Just I don't know why I wanted to share that because it's just it's taking so long, you know, that the characters are they're getting older. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's important to look at that, you know, that it's okay. Why, why, why does writing sometimes take that? Like, why are some books taking longer than others? Because some people will write a book in you know three months. That, that's that's the book they write it in three months and then they go through and they edit it and that might take a year and then they sell it and you know the selling process might take 18 months and then they're out and done so some books take longer because the author is learning craft right this is new for them they might have done something else their whole lives that isn't this and then they're suddenly thrust into needing to write this text and, and this is a very much like becoming a doctor or, you know what I mean? Or learning the craft of blacksmithing or, you know what I mean? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we expect, because we're reading all the time, that, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm just able to, to write this thing. So, and also books have their own timelines. Mm-hmm. So sometimes a, a writer, well, I have a writer who has written eight books. She's a best-selling author. She works with a huge publisher. She's Her name is well-known everywhere, and she is in a horrible block right now. Mm. And she's so frustrated with herself because she wrote these eight books. But what's exciting about this ninth book, having this block, is that there's some part of the self she's a memoirist and a how-to author that is locked inside mm-hmm. and the guard is saying don't come out don't come out you are going to get beaten by the overarching culture nobody wants you nobody you know like it's afraid it's very afraid because she has something so big to say it mm-hmm. is what she wants to say and when you have something that's that huge to bring into the world your critic is going to get loud and there's going to be a lot of work around that that we have to do together to soothe the self to make sure the self knows that there's safety on the other side that there's a network that's why we create a gate list it is the family for that author that says i have something to say and this is scary because it is so big and we say you're going to be able to say it because we're going to be your sanctuary and your foundation. We're going to show you where the story is strong, what works, what we love, where your craft is. We're going to help you create the architecture and the structure around it. We're going to help you with the sale, the agent and the publisher so that you never feel alone. Because if that part of the self that wants to come out and say, this is my wisdom, this is my truth, doesn't have support, it is so hard for that author to do it. So often when the, the bigger the book, the louder the critic. And that may mean that it takes some time to get done. It may mean that it happens quickly, but either way, the, the writer needs nurturing. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
resources, right? They need resources. So it's all good and fine to talk about sort of the intuit and, you know, the guard at the door and, the, you know, the cutoff, the integration of the self. But it's a, it's a skill, you know, so there has to also be somebody that's there to say, this is how you create theme. This is why a, a book works in terms of chapters. This is how you create a really powerful chapter. Your table of contents should do this. This is the agents. These are the agents that you should be, you know, appealing to if you have this book. This is how you get out into the media. Like all those very tactile, Ellie grounded things, right, go hand in hand with the other part of the process, which is extremely intuitive and creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I just absolutely love the Gateless community and your the Gateless Writing Academy, and it's an unbelievable support system, and it's. I cannot speak more highly of it and you and the people who have gone through the academy and the connections and the friendships I have made during this this time and then continue to make during the gateless time that I'm still involved, you know, because once you're in gateless, you can't leave. Okay, that's, you know, like no matter. It's just it's a it's a way of life and it's a it's a part of us. And so gateless is such a beautiful, beautiful way to write and to learn to do life also. Mm -hmm. uh, Suzanne, I want to open this up and see if there's anybody here right now who has questions for you. And if anybody has any questions or comments, please feel free to type them in right now or call in. We have a very quiet, quiet crowd today. All right. Um, okay. Let's, um, before I go asking you any more questions, is there something that you want to share right now about something that you're doing, we're working on, what's happening in your life? Well, I mean, we're just about to have an academy session in like a half an hour. So Wednesdays are always really fun because we get to all meet as a as a family and sort of talk about our work and we bring in you know, luminaries and stuff like that. So that's happening in the immediacy. Mm -hmm. But thing that I feel like is really happening in the world right now is that we're going into this place where, you know, a lot of people are leaving, even geographically leaving their places, leaving their jobs, sort of figuring out what they want to do next. Like the pandemic was sort of a dark night of the soul in, in the collective. Mm -hmm. And I find it fascinating for writers because writers come out of darkness of the soul with this wisdom, right? this spatial wisdom that they gained through being alone, through being in crisis, you know, and so they're coming out of the gate sort of booming with all this wisdom and all these ideas. And the sort of figuring out how to harness that can be really, really difficult. But when people come to Gateless with these new ideas, what I'm seeing that, that I guess Gateless might be attracting, but maybe it's everywhere, are people that are really going to change how we look at crisis how we look at darkness, how we look at community. And that I feel like is gigantic. That and also the idea of inclusion and belonging. Like if it's, it's like going back to MLK's beloved communities, if one is not okay, then the all is not okay either. 
And this idea is really coming into the zeitgeist now of like, when we write, how do we include it all? And, and that's everything that has been on the sort of hem of the overarching culture. Like, oh, we don't look at that or we can't go there. And now it's like, no, we're going to invite this in. So just in terms of the literary, I think if anybody listening is wanting to write a book or feeling the urge, now is the time. People are hungry for, for this wisdom and for these new ideas and for the kind of insight that comes after the collective dark night of the soul. So I'm just really loving the people that are coming in. Um, yeah, to the academy, we also have a teacher training, you know, that we run that you, you've worked with Gateless Teachers Alley who are trained in the Gateless Method. And they're also seeing this within their communities. Like, wow, there is some incredible work that wants to be born. And now is the time to, to birth it because of that, out of everything that's going into a recession, the written word is not. The written word is booming. It's like con written content is really, really where it's at in terms of people wanting to consume, you know, and wanting to learn from each other and wanting to be part of the bigger collective. Mm, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Oh, Suzanne, um, anybody have any questions right now in this in the chat? Anybody listening right now, really get your questions in because I'm going to, uh, we're going to end a little earlier today. I do have some more things to say though, because I know you've got to prepare for um, the Academy in a little bit. So I'm not going to keep you to like 50 minutes over here. All right. Um, there has been so much wisdom in these last uh, 30 minutes, 35 minutes together, Suzanne, that if anybody is interested in writing or learning to, um, what do I, I don't want to say learning to write, that's not the right word, learning to bypass the inner critic and get themselves um, writing, how can they reach you? I beside the fact that I will put it into the chat, <laughs> into the email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they can just come and join the community. Like anything you want to write, and, and you know, just get in touch anytime. So, um, gatelesswriting.com. They can come and see me at gatelesswriting.com. They can also come, you know, suzannekingsbury.net is the same address. So, um, gatelesswriting.com is our website. And there are a lot of ways to connect, but essentially, you know, we always love, love, love to hear from people. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I want to thank you. And if they wanted, also, even if it had nothing to do with, with writing, people can contact you if they wanted to have a session with you. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. So if, if anybody's interested in getting, what do I call it? A reading? Um, is it a reading? Or what do you call, what do you call them? I call my things readings. What do you call yours? I call mine channeling. So okay. yeah, somebody wants to come for an intuitive channeling about you know, anything at all. Just, um, I, I book up kind of far in advance, but, um, but get in touch because I often have cancellations and stuff like that. Yeah. So please reach out to Suzanne if you are interested in having a channeled session or if you're interested in learning more about Gateless. 
Um, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating to be with Suzanne. It's fascinating to be in the Academy. It's an honor to be in the Academy. I am grateful to you, Suzanne. I am grateful for all the people that we've met and all the gifts that you have contributed to my life so that my, my writing, you know, I don't talk about me, but my writing, my book is coming. <laughs> it wants, it wants to be born. <laughs> And it is freaking fantastic. So I can't wait to read it in its entirety, Ellie. It's just so incredible. It makes a lot of sense that it's taking a little while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I've been working on it, Suzanne. have been working on it. And so um, I am going to wrap up this call right now, Suzanne. I thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today. And... Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything, for your gifts, for the Academy, for your talents, for your channeling, for the beautiful person that you are inside and out. I uh, love and adore you. And anyone listening to this past, present, future, please, if you're interested in Suzanne's work, reach out, reach out and learn about the magical Gateless Academy. Thank you, Ellie. You're so wonderful. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone listening. I just, I feel your energy, even if we didn't chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a quiet bunch here today. All right. I'm sure that I'll hear from people later. But Suzanne, thank you again. And thanks and blessings. And we will we'll connect soon. Thank you for okay. being here. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye-bye.